It's the AA Show, adjusting for Autumn Showman for October 11th, 2023. How's it going? How goes it? Well, it's the start of the NHL hockey season already. I can't believe it because I haven't really seen much of the preseason. I mean, every preseason for every league is getting shorter and shorter. And then I saw that uh, NHL sent out a... What the hell was it? The... Uh, a memo saying that you cannot, the teams cannot enforce teams to wear, what is it, the pride tapes and shit. You know, and then if you want to, if you want to hear more about it, go listen to the episode 312, Why Hockey is Dying, the part one about the culture from, oh God, almost seven months ago on March, uh, March 15th, episode 312. Check that out. And also more on the just general, uh, this falsehood of uh, anti LGBTQ shit that's been going on in the sports world in the sake of religious right and all that shit. You know, listen to the Anthony Bass uh, from the formerly with the Toronto Blue Jays from the June 14th, the uh, episode 325 Proud and Prejudice episode. So, but basically what NHL sent out a memo of was to the teams as we do the puck drop uh, Tuesday night. So by the time you hear this episode come out, the puck drop has happened. Uh, we'll... NHL basically said no team-led practice jerseys, the warm-up jerseys, or any of that. However, the players are free to choose if they wore to, you know, honor one of those nights. And these nights is not just limited to the Pride Night, but it also includes the, uh, what was it, the uh, hockey fights, cancer. So all of a sudden, NHL is not for cancer. I think I talked about this then. And then also, uh, like, the Veterans Night. So basically, NHL said, we're apolitical whatsoever. And I just go, all right. I mean, I mean, when they put it that way, when I read that that's what they were going after, I just go, I understand what they're saying. And at the same time, I just go like, I don't know. The, the ignorance rather seems to be an answer. And let the, this is exact hockey culture things I do, do not put one or over the other the group thing mentality they this sport will never get beyond uh oh yeah and then also black and latino heritage night military appreciation they're just like it's misportrayed and then it's just basically just saying hey look nhl's not discouraging is it but it's just like instead of having you know have the players decide instead of the league or the team it's like up to you guys individually so i guess by that logic if you want to for example the war in fucking russia and ukraine is going on and now the hamas and israel is going on if you want to start wearing like hamas color or russian color and say i support these things uh and then that's by player's choice not by the organization means you know let the players choose and nhl is selling this as like look we're we're letting the uh individualism you know fly a little bit here which i guess but i also kind of well mm, knowing the culture of the sport which i talked about to death is gonna discourage individuals to stand out at this point although the younger kids seem to be a little more spoken up about it than the others Looking at a kid, the rookie kid like Connor Bedard, who sounds like a fucking robot from fucking prairies of fucking, you know, Canada. It's just like, there's another kid. We're just going to be whatever. And then he's going to go home, play video games, and then call it a night. 
Uh, and then say, uh, you know, it was a great game, and then uh, just do the usual player speak, and then move on to this day. Uh, which would be, but you know, I that's it. That, that's kind of over, you know, stating it also, because a lot of the current players, if I hear like Adam Pintilli or something in the podcast land, like empty netters or something, it's like I just hear these people and I, these kids basically and go like, yo, they, they don't seem so, like, not off the cuff. So I hope, I hope the individuals. You know, when they praise individualism, um, maybe it becomes a true diversity, the anarchy of every individual in the NHL coming out to their own causes, which would be a very fascinating social experiment. And maybe that is not a bad thing, but I just go, yeah, the memo was like, I would agree with Gary Bettman for once, it's like it's pretty misrepresented and, you know, misunderstood. And they said, oh, no more pride tapes. It's like, that's not what happened. It's just teams and the league won't enforce it. And it's all up to the individuals at that point. So does this encourage individualism that NBA seems to have a lot? But also that's the nature of the sport. And baseball is getting better at, I would say, because baseball and hockey are very similar in that ilk of the culture. One's American and one's more Canadian. But you know what we're talking about is it's Anglo-Saxons, you know, the white people, the Caucasians, you know. But whatever, man. I still love watching hockey. And then uh, I'm going to pay more attention to the Kraken this season than the Maple Leafs during the regular season. Because I don't care what the Maple Leafs do for the 82 games of the fucking season. I really don't. Just get us to April and then let me know how it goes. And then I'm not going to check, like, you know, get... Get me to the end of April. When you get to May, then start talking. Because I just go... Bring the core back. And just go, whatever, man. I just don't give a shit. Speaking of the core... Um, the Toronto Blue Jays spectacularly... You know... Got flunked out. Once again. Which is not a surprise. Uh, to be honest... If you want to hear more on that... I, I don't have a much... Change in the take... Compared to last season... When they completely choked it... Where I said... Look... Uh, this is, a tr- this is a next level choke for the Toronto Blue Jays. And then it's just, uh, you know, what was it? The uh, was it? the October 12th, oh my god, almost a year ago at this point. Episode 290, Toronto Blue Jays, who blew it in 2022. They blew it again, but I saw this coming since May. Because, you know, you get the good sense of the team about 60 games into a 162-game season. And then... The offense was just not coming along, and then, you know, the Rodgers media and then all the sports net people up in Canada kept saying, you know, the offense will come around at some point, right? And then the thing is, it never did. It, it never fucking did. Only time it came around is, like, barely beating up on fucking Kansas City Royals at the bottom of the barrel of the fucking league as a whole. But this team has completely, you know, lost its footing in the hitting department. Completely, and then they blew it because they had the best pitching staff, the healthiest that I think I have ever seen in a group forever. And you can't run this back next season with this kind of rotation that they got. And they burned the bullpen a lot because all the games are so close. And, you know, the hitting across the league, the Major League Baseball, has been tremendously down, actually. Um, yet, you know, the popularity and all that is, like, way higher. Because the game is shorter, you don't notice how slow the fucking offense is at this point. And then the pitchers, you know, have been pitching. Um, and to be honest, I don't, you know, whatever happened with Jose Barrios, like, pulling the starter and all that, 
I just go, you know what? That that's inconsequential to the lack of hitting that this team has faced. And I told this to a couple people offline, and I think the Blue Jays completely did not expect the season to go the way it did for the offensive department. And then, you know, number one, like if you look at the rumor threads all winter and then see what panned out, I just go what the Blue Jays really wanted and then the pieces that they wanted to get versus what they got and then how that turned about I think came out the worst case possible scenario which is I think the Blue Jays are going after Freddie Freeman on the first base or DH uh, Cody Bellinger as a bounce back one year contract and Ryan Reynolds out of the Pittsburgh Pirates those were the left-handed bats that the Blue Jays are looking to improve upon on top of what they had with Guriel, you know, Teoscar and all those people. And the Gabe Marino as a prospect trade chip that they had. Um, instead, what they got was, in place of Freddie Freeman, who went to the Dodgers, Brendan Belt, who only hit against a bunch of bums that he faced in the National League. Kevin Kiermeyer who I thought the career was over, but was not. Dalton Varsho, whom the Blue Jays made the absolute worst trade possible to get, in hindsight, and I thought, hey. And then all of them panned out terribly at the end of the day. On top of Matt Chapman, in April seemed like a fucking MVP, and then he just went cold, and he's not coming back. The gloves ain't making up for this team. And that, so that's what the Jays got, and then they said, okay, then Bolvichet, Springer, Vladdy should make up the top three, that's, you know, starting the batting order. They never came around, other than Bolvichet. And Alejandro Kirk and, you know, Danny Jansen, the catchers who had their seasons, they were fucking god-awful, except for Danny Jansen hitting for power at clutch moments, and Alejandro Kirk turning it up way too late at the end of the season. And he's in the bottom of the order where he has no speed as a base runner at that point. So they had to turn to Buffalo guys like David Schneider uh, and then fucking all these random ass guys. And I just go, why didn't they go get a fucking bat? Like bring back Teoscar or something. Get a right-handed bat. Because Vladi got completely exposed other than bow hitting. And then I didn't understand, you know, Springer should have been off of the leadoff spot and he was in the later, in the mid part of the season. I don't understand why Vladdy was keep hitting third. I don't. I, I frankly don't. And I think Vladdy should have gone down the lineup or like stay on the top and then hit either first or second. Bo should have been hitting third, driving the runs in. Oh, you get on base and you create the opportunities. Fuck that, man. Like, he gets on base and then he gets stranded the next level possible. The only reason the Blue Jays didn't have the worst offense is because of the White Sox and the rest of the fucking American League was fucking dog shit or even the teams like the Padres who for some reason have either 11 to 1 or fucking 3 nothing loss games where they like the run differential and their consistency made absolute no sense would piss off the Padres fans also Blue Jays compared to that and compared to the Chicago White Sox of the world ain't so bad or even the Yankees ain't so bad but that's not what the team like you're not supposed to compare this team against those. They're supposed to compete for the division and all that stuff. And last year, when I spoke in that episode, the problem was the attitude and just like the 
way too heavy of a right-handed hitting where it becomes awfully predictable what this team was going after. Now, and then they completely turned around and none of them executed to what? To any fucking level. Make a contact. And every single hit, for some fucking reason, Vladdy, like the launch angle, velocity, all look good, but the ball don't fucking travel. The thing is, like, people pitch to Vladdy just away from the fucking plate. Man, he'll swing, but he's not his dad. He's not a Vladdy senior where he can create, create the fucking hits. And they all fucking fly, and then they just dip and die. Hey, is it a dead ball thing? And I just go, I don't know. He's pulling the ball, but he ain't pulling. The balls are going either center field or opposite field at the launch angle and the exit below. But they obviously are not enough to travel, you know, with all that force and then the momentum that he put behind. His swing is off, no matter how it comes about. The, f I, the ex exit below and the launch angle are just encouraging signs that this guy hitting off the timing is like has the same number that he, same physical trajectory that it has had like the last two years that William was like getting the runs in and to be honest Vladdy didn't look good since September of last year when he had the going through a huge funk and I just said I I'm really now leaning towards Bo is more the consistent hitter that who knows what he's hitting more reliable like better version of Trey Turner I would say at this point so where, where did the Blue Jays go from here? Obviously, they need to fix a bat. And a bunch of these old veterans aren't coming back. Even Matt Chapman. Dalton Varsho, they got one more year left. And I go defensively, save a lot of runs. Kiermaier's, I don't think, coming back. So, are they going to have to overfake? They have to at some point. Because that's the name of the game for this Major League Baseball. And then the window for this team of this core and this pitching core, who has been fantastic, other than the bullpen, who's getting overused. They got two years left at this point, and this was a year to fucking do it. When the Yankees are down, the Red Sox are down, Astros aren't exactly the same Astros, and Texas looks suspect, Orioles are less experienced, Tampa blew themselves out. Blue Jays fucking blew it one more time. And then the National League, you look at them, I go, the Braves, oh, everybody go Braves. and I, I don't buy the Braves. Dodgers are not the same Dodgers. They're looking to reload, probably wait for Otani or something. And then Phillies are hot and cold, get in and do it. So I just thought, what the Phillies are what the Blue Jays should have been, you know, on the American League side, and that just hasn't happened. None of that clutch hitting's happening. Left-handed bat, right-handed bat is not happening. Do you bring back Teoscar for the balance of the locker room and stuff? Possibly. But I just go, look, Vladdy needs to be fixed and protected. I think the hitting coach has to go for trying to make Vladdy, like, fucking hit the ball the opposite field and I just go like at some point I just go it ain't working his timing is off his back foot's off he's angsty at the fucking plate don't know whether to swing at it or not mental game is off you know this is a problem going the last 13 months for Vladdy at this point so and what do you do with the Springer he's just around for another four years you know you obviously you got the core of the pitching other than you know Hyunjin Ryu and I hope Ryu comes back uh, but at a later time, kind of like, I think uh, one of the pitchers was trying to do that, saying, I'm going to come back in the second half of the season, like Rich Hill or something. Maybe that's kind of the arm that you go for, the veteran arm, and then supplement, you know, 100 innings or so in the back half of the season. But, like, I they, they completely blew it. And then Jordan Romano, is that a problem, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, I think he's fucking tired from bailing this team out with, like, 
fucking four, five, six outs in here to go out and throw in fucking July out of all fucking months because the hitting was dog shit. And Kevin Gossman, my favorite pitcher, has no run support whatsoever the last two seasons. Oh, Gossman Bullet. Dude, the guy is a notorious first nine, like, hitter his entire fucking season. The first at bat, he's like, he's kind of rough. So is Chris Bassett. Bassett sucks in the second go around of the second at bat, usually. But there are enough veterans that, like, they don't throw, like, fucking all these, like, crazy pitchers blowing their arms out that they're efficient enough, they're veterans enough to, like, figure themselves out. Same as Jose Barrios. You pay the guy seven years and 170 million or some shit, and then you pull him out after fucking 47 pitches? I mean, and then the GM and the manager are like, it wasn't my choice, and they're kind of pointing the fingers at each other. It's like, but, you know, I'll play nice. It just, it's not a winning mentality. And they come from the Cleveland Indians back in the day, and then I just go, yes, I'm glad that the Rodgers and then the Blue Jays kind of updated their, you know, the, how the fucking, the office is run, the baseball operations run, not like the mom and pop shop, like back in the day, like it's 1977 or 1990. Oh, no giving out five, no contract longer than five years. None of that shit. They try to run it a little more professionally. I give kudos to that. That attracts more talent and better, you know, youth scouts and all those people in the pipeline and the management side of it. But for fuck's sakes, man, like, give me some real winners that will, like, fucking call the bullshit like it's the analytics and then like somebody needs to own it and i don't hear accountability on what has happened even like ross atkins like the general manager of press conference and i just go like look buddy you've been here for seven fucking years and you haven't won a single playoff series on your own fucking playoff roster i don't count the 2016 that was anthopolis's roster and to be honest i'm running i'm getting old i'm running out of patience and whenever Anthopolis' contract is up, I would give him the reins. But I don't think Anthopolis is going to want to move up. It's like, hey, I like the taxes down in Georgia. I like what I do here. Rather than working in this other corporate environment, Rogers, and then have to answer to this shit. I like it in Atlanta. Why Why jump in and, you know, leave a good thing? I, if I were Rogers, I would throw money at Anthopolis in two years if they don't fucking pull this thing through. Like, throw bank at him. Anthopolis is like... AA is my favorite general manager. He's like one of like after Masai Ujiri at this point. So I'm gonna leave it there. A bit of a sports talk that has happened. And my frustration is obviously like showing up here, you know, for the Blue Jays. And it's getting to the Maple Leafs level. But I'm like, the free agents aren't out there, you know. But the thing is, it's not an attractive free agent market unless you heavily overpay, like they did with Springer, Hanjin Ryu. Chris Bassett, which I think is a reasonable contract, and then like, you, you couldn't get Freddie Freeman, you couldn't get Cody Bellinger, you couldn't, you couldn't, because they don't want to come at the end of the day. That's fucking alarming. If you had those fucking bats instead of what they had, dude, it would have, I think, immensely protected a lot of the gladiators and bows and stringers of the world. That helped a lot, and that didn't happen. Are you going to go get Joey Votto, a fucking 41-year-old? I mean, I think they're going to sign him out of fucking pity. And then, I don't know, he's going to be like, yeah, let's give it a shot. I'll give you the left-handed bat. You know, put him instead of Brendan Bell. I have a healthy labrum now. You know, maybe that's the answer. But I just thought, I, I don't know, man. That's not good enough. You need to go get some real bats. Like, 
I don't know, go get Juan Soto's of the fucking world. Get me some swagger. Get, you know, you didn't have to get rid of both uh, Lord of Scuriel and Teoscar. You know, I think one of them leaving was good enough. Both was a huge fucking mistake culturally from this standpoint. But anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. We're going to come back next week when it's uh, middle of the October already. A couple weeks away from the Halloween um, at that point. So anyways, thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week, and then uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Peace out.